Hey, welcome back to the second ever episode of That Was the Worst Podcast Ever, a Sufjan Stevens podcast where two friends sit and talk about their favorite artist, Sufjan Stevens. I'm here with my friend Jordan Clausen. He's a renowned singer-songwriter. I said this last time. He's toured Germany, England. He's played King's College in Edmonton. That's true. <laughs> he just had an album come out this year called... Tell me what to do, and it's fantastic. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I want to say don't. I, we've joked about this, but don't tell me what to do. It feels more rock and roll. Yeah, but actually, I think that's kind of somebody said to me, "Tell me what to do, tell me what to do" is like a really rock and roll statement in 2020. Oh wow! I feel like I just did what, just I just did like what the worst interviews do. Like, tell me what to do. What's that about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why is that rock and roll in 2020? Oh, I just think individualism reigns. And so the idea that, you know, that I'm actually inviting like instruction or, um, you know, making a submissive statement is like not, it's it's very countercultural. Wow. Is that how you meant it to be? Um, I knew that it was that way, but I also feel like that. And I think that's kind of, I don't, I don't want to talk about my own music, but, um, (laughs) I I think that that is like kind of this millennial heartbeat a little bit is this idea that we're, we have all these options and actually most of us just want someone to just tell us what to do. We don't want to do all the research. Don't you think? Yeah, I think that's true. Even though we we talk about... We talk about kind of crafting an identity for ourselves that's unique. It's like, actually, we all just want somebody to tell us what's right so that we can stop worrying. <laughs> Whoa. Jordan, you're so deep. <laughs> we can edit this out. No, no, no. This is good. And my name is Justin, and I'm a pastor in Calgary. There's no reason why you know me. But Jordan and I are friends. I'm from Calgary. I'm in Calgary right now. Jordan's in Vancouver. And this, we're... Uh, starting a string of episodes, we're going to go through Sufjan's discography, and we're starting with his first major release, which is A Sun Came. Mm. But first of all, George, before we get into the um, into the record, are you keeping up with Sufjan and his latest singles released? And if so, what do you think of them? And Yeah, I am. Uh, I think that they're really intriguing. I like the um, the B-side a little bit more than I like um, the America one. Um, yeah, me too. I feel a little bit kind of, um, what's the word, oversaturated with kind of American political criticism these days, especially seeing as I don't <laughs> actually live in America and I never have. Yeah, It might be a little more meaningful to you, but um, I-, I think he did it really well in that tune. I also think it's really cool that they're like both like 12 minutes long. Yeah. You know, that's... You maybe would expect them to be like, whoa, I don't know, throw out this crazy idea, 12-minute song, but then they're both 12 minutes, which is pretty unique and cool. Yeah, I to be honest, because America is a track that's going to be on his upcoming record, right? And My Rajneesh as well, I think, isn't it? 
Oh, I don't think. I think oh. My Rajneesh. I actually think My Rajneesh was a B-side. I think it was recorded during Carrie and Lowell. This is why oh. I think that. Because the subject matter was uh, the Bhagwan, and that took place in Oregon. And the have you read that, like, Carrie and Lowell originally was going to be the Oregon record? No, I hadn't read that. Anyway. I'm just piecing these things together. Yeah. Like uh, the Walla Walla Lake Monster, whatever. All that's mm-hmm. Oregon. And then Carrie and Lowell lived in Oregon. Right. So the rumor was that these B-sides actually are coming from this Oregon record that we never got. Huh. Jordan, you got you to gotta get on my uh, Sufjan Stevens Facebook groups. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of covers on there. And, you, and then you get info like this. See, I, I have had that thought before, but I didn't know it was actually like a theory because he kind of like, I, I get the impression that he really hates the whole 50 state thing and that he wished he never said it was going to be a project. So I always am like, oh, there are songs um, where I'm like, this is, this could suit a state record. I'm trying to think of something. I think there's, oh yeah, like the BQE, you could even be like, that's the New York. That's the New York record. Yeah. 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 And um, did you, like, are you familiar with the, the Myraj niche like topic like what he was writing about well I watched Wild Wild Country yes I know wasn't and I didn't like piece it together until a few times after I listened to it Mm -hmm. because some of the rhetoric that was coming on to the one Facebook group that I'm on was like Sufjan's broken up with Jesus and he's on to this thing and then me and a couple other truth tellers had to be like I think this is actually a critique. Huh. <laughs> wow. Who's the deep because, one now? <laughs> because it's about like the food poisoning and the extreme the extreme that religion can take for the sake of being right. I don't think right. Sufjan's like, I think that was really cool. But I think that he's probably also would make, it would be a criticism about religion in general, probably. I think so, too. I think religious extremism and just mm-hmm. being right at all costs and you end up poisoning people and, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he's not breaking up with Jesus. That that would just be too much. <laughs> <laughs> that would break my heart. Yeah. I think... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think that... Um, I Well, I, I'm just assumed that I have no idea. About his well, religious affi- current religious affiliations. Well, we can get into this too, but the 2016 um, interview with Pitchfork, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Carrie and Lowell, he mm-hmm. said, I'm still a Christian and it's still something I, that's important to me. Right. Huh. But maybe that election, like many others, just destroyed his faith. Yeah, <laughs> the last four years. <laughs> like, like it is to ours, Jor. Yeah. I'm just kidding. We're still good Christian boys. <laughs> um, no, but I, I just want to say, too, I, America is, is uh, good. Like, I like it. But it sounds to me like Age of Odds. And I was quite a fan of Carrie and Lowell. And I kind of like how every five years there's a really new sound. Yeah. And so a part of me was kind of like, I hope it's not like it's just an Age of Odds sounding record. Did you the think Ascension. that Carrie and Lowell was like wildly different than, say, something like Michigan or Seven I Swans? I feel, I do feel like it sounded different to me. It is it, different. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just, I don't think it's like, you know, like, oh, different art. Like Age of Odds is like 
this is like a completely different thing at its core. Uh huh. Whereas, yeah, I'd say Carrie and Lowell's like the when I when it came out, there was like a sense of relief because I was like, okay, this is like the Sufian. I I like sad boy Sufian. So I do too. And we can talk about this in the future for sure. But let me just get this out there. Yeah, I like when the subject matter is himself Mm. and his life. I I don't know why. I just find that so meaningful when he's like telling a story about his life. Maybe it's because I'm so intrigued by him. But don't you think that um, Age of Odds still does that in the same way that something like Illinois would? In that, like, he's got kind of this overarching theme mm. that he kind of injects himself into. Like, um, Age of Odds, there's a, the song where he's talking about, I want to be well, and he's talking about his own, his own illness. Like, this is, that's a pretty yeah. vulnerable personal song. That's true. Yeah, actually, and I do really like that song. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I would say something like the BQE is the most like impersonal or um, the stuff he did with, um, what's that, Timo Andre? Yes. That stuff is yeah, the, the least personal. It's funny because, so this is a Sufjan Stevens podcast, but I would say like if you're a diehard Sufjan fan, it might bother you. Like you probably will know more than us. This is just simply, look, <laughs> listeners, just listen to me. We do some research on Wikipedia. That's kind of what we do. And then we pull from our own experiences. You're going to know more than we do, but that's not why you listen. You listen to hear the passion and you listen for the chemistry between Jordan and I, these two (laughs) friends. (laughs) And you listen to hear our hot takes on this, on music. And, oh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Jor. Um, Do you think we could get Sufjan on this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, the guy does like one interview, uh, every few years. So my answer would be yes. Like we could be the, yeah, like we could be the next pitchfork for his new album coming out. Yeah. But, but I would want to ask him about a sun game. (laughs) Like I wish we had him on this episode Yeah, because there's not a lot of information on this record. Yeah. Well, let's dive into it maybe. Okay. Let's get into it. So let's start here. Okay, a little bit of facts about Sufjan Stevens, okay? This is coming from what I did today. I looked on Wikipedia. But, okay, (laughs) Sufjan Stevens, born in Detroit. We're going to get into his backstory more with, I think, with Michigan, with Illinois, and Mm -hmm. particularly with Carrie and Lowell. So I don't feel like we got to cover all this today. Yeah. But I think what we need to cover is he has a band called Marzuki, Mm -hmm. which was kind of his first musical endeavor. And it came out, two records came out like in the late 90s. I think the last one was 98. And did you know this, Jor? The bass player was the brother of the guy from from, uh, Jars of Clay? No, I did not know There's a Jars of Clay Sufjan (laughs) crossover. So Sufjan went to Hope College... In Michigan. Right. And he started a band with... The, oh, in Holland, yeah. yeah. And then he starts a band with... Um, uh, I, why did I close my tab? <laughs> <laughs> I closed my Wikipedia tab. Um, but he, Dan Hasseltine's brother was in Marzuki. It was named after his brother. Anyway, I listened to it. You, some of it's on YouTube. It sounds very similar to A Sun Came. Mm-hmm. 
Really? And a lot of the same musicians play on it. And so, a lot of like little kind of comedic, like um, verbal tracks as well. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're going to get to that, but we need to talk about that. That is something else. Okay, yeah. so this album was released in 1999. Let's start here, Jor. The, yeah. listeners are, the listeners are here to hear about Sufjan a little bit, but they yeah. want to hear about us. They right. love us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so 1999, I was 14 when this record came out. Uh-huh. Are we the same age? We were born, both born in 85. Yeah. Yeah. So we were both 14. I... This was totally not on my radar, obviously. Mm-hmm. I would have been a pretty cool 14-year-old if it was. I was listening to ska at 14. So that was kind of my jam. Right, which a lot of young Christian evangelical men were, or I guess young boys, yeah. Yeah, I certainly wasn't a man. Very prepubescent. <laughs> <laughs> my first concert I ever went to was called Ska Mania. Whoa. Yeah. And it was in Orange County. It sounds maniacal. It it was very interesting. It had a mixture of Christian and non-Christian. Wow. Really we cutting were unified. We were unified by ska. They sold patches there that said ska is my religion and my sister bought one. <gasps> and I was like, that's like, I don't think she got that like it's actually. You were convicted separate. about that. I got convicted about yeah. that. My sister didn't. Anyway, so that was kind of what I was doing at 14 in 99. So, okay, Jordan, tell us, what are you, what are you listening to in 99? And was it anywhere close to Sufjan? Yeah, so grade 8 slash 9 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the year, um, this was still pre, like, my kind of what I would deem as my musical awakening, which was, like, the end of grade 11 when I listened yes. to Kid A and, and Amnesiac by Radiohead for the first time. That's a good musical awakening. Yeah. But at this Mine point... Mine was... Sorry. Sorry, John. No, no. Do it. I need do to it. let you talk. I just want to say my musical awakening was the only reason I feel secure by Pedro the Lion. Oh, yeah. Somebody, a friend put that on in the car, and I was, I was listening to Dashboard Confessional a lot at the time. Right. But I was like, F dashboard confession. What is this? <laughs> this. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. So y- you were listening to Radiohead. Very cool. By the not way. till not till the end of grade eleven. But at this time, okay. I was still, yeah, like a lot of like um, Christian contemporary uh, DC talk, newsboys, that kind of thing. But then also Jesus Freak. Jesus. Oh, loved loved me some Jesus Freak. I could do the whole like all the raps. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Isn't it um, funny to think that Jesus Freak was literally just them doing Smells Like Teen Spirit? Yeah. Like, I, and I, I, you know what, actually, I remember at the time my mom saying, you know, it's really cool to, like, reach the world. They're, they're taking on, they're taking on, um, like, a, what's, what, what's really cool right now, which is grunge. So now this is a grunge album. I think your mom just stumbled upon across like the thesis of why Christian music got so bad. Yeah. Because it was like, if we copy this, we could reach people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything has like an evangelistic motive behind it. Oh, uh, yeah. And it, all Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the music and the people playing it don't care. They're just like, if we sound like Nirvana, we'll reach the kids that like Nirvana <laughs> and then they will come to church. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so anyway, I was listening to uh, a lot of that, but then I also, I think that was probably the year, uh, I wonder when that record came out, I'm going to look it up, but Will Smith's Big Willie style. 
it's it's pretty good. I mean, I there's some. I mean, I actually don't know if it's good. I haven't listened to it in a long time. Yeah, Big Willie style album by Will Smith came out in '97. So yeah, that that makes sense. I think I got it in my stocking. But also at this time, <laughs> um, there was a, there's a radio station in Vancouver <laughs> called C Fox, which is like uh-huh. uh, a really like it's kind of like a modern rock station. And all my friends were really into it. And so this was the point that I got really into Nickelback, to be honest. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I was, I was, a, I was deep. Um, they had... Although the very first Nickelback single, the, I scream it from a 10-foot story. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, I thought it sounded like Bush. Yeah. And I was like, this sounds like Bush, and Bush is cool. Yeah. And I was like, this is cool. I, I loved it. Yeah, I... I didn't really get it. I, I remember there was a song that's like, there's smoking pot everywhere around the block, <laughs> something like that. And I felt really weird about it. I didn't want my parents to know that. It, that but yeah. This podcast is just, <laughs> people are going to be like, is this a Stephen Stevens podcast or did they just need to like, they, they need, need to ban all their evangelical like, anger. <laughs> they just need to get, but we will talk about Sufjan Stevens. This is the worst podcast ever. It's based on Sufjan Stevens. But I have to say this. Did you experience guilt of like, I need to get rid of this CD because it's not edifying or something? Um, I think that I... Uh, no, I don't think I did, which is weird because that was what I was like. I had a very kind of overactive conscience as a kid. But I yeah. but I do remember like getting um, the tape. Someone gave me, lent me the tape of... Um, with, uh, oh, what is it, that, that movie. It had Gangster's Paradise on it. It was like a really popular movie. Oh, sure, yeah. It was um, that Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. It was where she was in the inner city school. Yeah. The white savior in the school. Yes, exactly. I don't know the name of the movie, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then I remember I really, I put it on and my parents listened to it and there was like a dam in it or something. And so then they, oh, took, no. they took it away. But I was really mad. I remember being like, oh, just come on. Just damn. It's not like I'm going to say the word. I'm just listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just Google it. It's Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds, right. You had the soundtrack? Yeah. It was really oh. popular when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I remember my friend gave me fuel for my birthday. Mm. Do you know what fuel is? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And they had a song called Jesus or a Gun. Huh. And I didn't even know what kind of statement they were making, but I was like, I got to get this out of my room. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so that's what we were doing in 99. Hey, this is Justin. This months later, I'm just editing the podcast. We talked about a lot about what we were like in 99. I had to cut some of it out. There's no good segue. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about A Sun Came. I mean, I don't think it's anybody's favorite Sufjan album. It's certainly not mine. Yeah. Oh no. I, to be honest, like it's never actually been one that I really liked. I, even because I, I came along a few albums in as a fan. Yes. And so, by this time, I, I, I remember I listened to the first few tracks and being like, "Oh yeah, this is pretty cool." And then, uh-huh. uh by Super Sexy Woman, it was just donezo for I me. I know. There's some stuff on here that's pretty rough, but. Considering what we were listening to in 1999, yeah, the giving that a perspective, it's actually pretty cool. 
I I think in 99, this is a pretty awesome record. It's just hard looking back from our vantage point. Yeah. But, so when did you first hear it? So basically you become a Sufjan super fan and you're going back in his That's what I catalog. assume. I don't remember exactly, but that's what I assume. Um, yeah, that's what I assume. Because I mentioned last week that the first time I saw or I heard Sufjan, it was this song. Why don't we listen to it? This was the first Sufjan song I ever heard. This is the first track off of A Sun Came. This is what, this is, we are what we say. So without a shadow of a doubt, this song I think is great. What do you think? I think it's great. I think it's a, it's a highlight on the record for sure. I love this song. And so I mentioned on the last episode, but I'm driving in a van. And my friend goes, this is Sufwan. And I, all I hear is this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. And it was the original release, which had his uh, a black and white portrait of his face. Oh. I remember even seeing that. Oh, man. So, yeah, and then you get some of those, like, it's funny because some of his Christmas albums have these sounds on it because he was recording his Christmas albums around this time as well. So... Oh, I didn't hear that. Well, his first Christmas album he recorded in 2001. Okay. So just a few years later. But that song is so great. And then to prepare for the podcast, I was looking at the lyrics. And um, there's Mormon uh, imagery. Mm -hmm. He's like critiquing Mormonism. Yeah. Did you look into this, Jor? Um, we we've talked about this. Yeah, I have looked into it a little bit. There's there's something like the, well, there's the, tab- the tabernacle choir and the beehive. The beehive and the bishop. Mm. Yes. My um, my one critique on we are what you say is I think it's a little long. You know. Well, yeah, and it goes into that kind of like, yeah. and it has that like breakdown <laughs> and stuff, and what that, that goes on for a while. But I don't, <laughs> all those kind of sounds. I think it's a cool sound, and I think it probably had a novelty at the time for yeah. him. Um, and so he was really leaning into it. Also, one thing I, I, I was also thinking about this record, too. So I, I've read that there was a long time where he really pursued writing as a profession. And yeah. that music was almost just more something that he did on the side. And oh, wow. that eventually it, just, it was just so successful that it just kind of became his thing. But it was never like wow. his plan to like be a musician. Um, and so I think that this record kind of reflects that a little bit. Like it feels kind of like a bit of an experiment, lots of fun, uh, like, like fun for him, not fun for us for necessarily, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like, just like, it was like, he was just kind of with his pals, you know, maybe they were like Uh smoking a tobacco pipe, like as young 1999 Christians do at Bible schools. Is that what you think happens in Holland, Michigan in Bible school? Yeah, smoking a pipe, maybe drinking some German, you know, specialty beers. That's some Canadian stuff. Oh, really? That's not what happens in America? No, there's like, it's like PG-13 movies and like (laughs) Diet Pepsi. (laughs) Nice, okay. Okay, should we listen to track two, A Winner Needs a Wand? I want to, we don't have to listen to every, every track, but... Yeah. This to me is maybe where it gets a little 
See, I really like this song too. I just think that it's again, it's too long, and uh-huh. at the end,、um, it it kind of goes into a chaos that I don't think is necessary in a way. You know, it doesn't really commu- it doesn't really、um, uh, enhance the idea of the song. That's my view anyway. I, I think you're right. Yeah, I I I really dislike the the chord progression to me. Like it sounds kind of like I don't know why it sounds like stained or something to me. Stained. Yeah, <laughs> but once that gorgeous voice of Sufjan's comes in, then I'm like, oh, you know what? I do like this. But this is where a son came to me is a little bit time capsuled.、Huh. It's not transcendent. It's kind of in its time. Yeah, I, I think that's true, especially when this drum beat comes in.、Um, yeah, the drums sound kind of '90s and. Hard, you know. I don't think he would. But do we're、something. gonna. But I think he would do a chord progression like that again. Still. That like, ding 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 ding. That. It's like very minor. But there's、yeah. songs in like Carrie and Lowell that are very minor like that too. You know what I'm gonna say? I'm a major kind of guy. <laughs> Give、that's、me something. <laughs> just kidding. No, that's、okay. fair. Let's move on to Rake, which I think. Is so good. I love this song. Yeah. And I would say this is time capsule and a little stuck in its time, but that's what makes it good to me.、Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why this this kind of late '90s singer songwriter sound just hits me somewhere. Yeah, I like it a lot too. I think actually this is maybe my favorite song on the record. I agree. Oh man, yeah. Like I don't even want to turn it off. Like I think this is great. I, I like too. I think as a young evangelical, I was kind of. It sounded kind of like a worship song a little bit, but the、totally. metaphor is like really unique and、uh, kind of jarring, which well, wh- was refreshing. What do you understand it to mean? I don't know actually. I、um, the maybe the、um, you know the idea of like.、Uh, The the iron sharpening iron, or the the great、uh, sifter of the wheat from the chaff, or something. I don't、oh, know. Oh wow! And then from here, it only goes down. Oh my gosh! Okay, listen to this. My sister had two babies. What is this? <laughs> they were Siamese twins. No, they were actually. Why does he do this on this record? I assume that's his voice, like sped up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like chipmunk. So, this is Sufjan's.、Uh, I don't know if I'm misunderstanding it, but I want to think this is Sufjan's only attempt at humor on any albums. Yeah, I read the Pitchfork review on it, and the, the, I think it was going back because his big breakthrough maybe was Michigan or Illinois, and、um, they they went they reviewed this record, and that was something they said was like. Sufian always kind of maybe has a hint of humor behind the scenes, but with this、uh-huh. one, he was actually kind of trying to do a bit of stand-up, and it only really works as a hint. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work as like a full-fledged、oh, comedy、man. thing, which I, I agree with. <laughs> I forget. I mean, I kind of forget what 1999 was like. But when you return to this record, you're just like, 
what in the world was he thinking? <laughs> and I want to mention something in our text chain that you really made me laugh. You said, Sufjan doing stand-up is my hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, Sufjan, come on the podcast. We love you. Yeah. Uh, be our first come guest. Come and tell us some jokes, Suf. <laughs> yeah. Come explain to us why you've decided. And this is a 90s thing, too. And and uh, but like sketches on a record or like it's kind of like the age of secret tracks. Yes, and, totally. Which I actually kind of miss. Well, like, yeah, but the technology has made it obsolete. I know, but it, it is kind of fun to have some sketches going back to DC Talk. Yeah, they had some strange things on their albums trying to be funny. I. I actually do hate that. Essentially, don't try to be funny. <laughs> really, you think? Like, I think that there is like a lot of really hilarious music that I love nowadays. Like, have, do, the, do you like Mac DeMarco? Jordan, I don't know what any of these things are. <laughs> I know Sufjan Stevens, and you told me about Bon Iver in 2010. Right. And I've been riding that train ever since. I think that it just depends on, I think, humor often. Like, I think this is with stand-up comedy, too, though. Like, if you listen to old stand-up comedy, it's it's hard for it to hold up because humor is such a part of the collective consciousness, you know? And so, like, I think at this time, like, zaniness was just more of a thing that people liked. Oh, and this, we've been oversaturated with, like, random. Right. But this probably at the time had, like, the novelty. But now it's just like, well, that was random. <laughs> Which I, I cannot stand, like, that whole, like, well, that was, well, you just said that. Like, that makes me want to, like, jam my head through a brick wall. <laughs> totally. No, you're, I think you're actually really hitting the nail on the head. Like, I think that this was the age of random when that was still funny. You know? Yeah. And now I think... Now I think it's more kind of almost about like self-deprecation and like post-irony of like kind of like yes. just being a loser <laughs> and embracing <laughs> it. You know, I think that a lot of humor revolves around that. And that's why, why I think Mac DeMarco is like really funny because he's just kind of this like, uh, I don't know, just this shithead who just embraces it. <laughs> and it's, wait, is it like good music, but it's also yeah, funny? Yeah, it is. It is. But it's just like... Oh. Like if you you should watch some live videos of him. Like he's just he's just such a wacko. Like it's all just that's seems really like a big joke to, to him. Because when you're like, do you know of any music that's funny? I was like, what like Weird Al? <laughs> 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 right. Uh, okay, that brings us to Dumb I Sound, which it's not like my favorite track, but I think it's cool. Like, I like this intro. Yeah, I think it's nice. This song's good. I like this one. Let me skip ahead just a little bit. Yeah, I've always really liked this tune, actually. This is good. I think that the, I, I would... I remember putting this record on. Um, I don't know if I had it on a burnt CD, but I remember I was basically always like, one, two, three, and then skip forward to six. And then I think I was done, more or less. Oh, that's too bad, because I think you're missing some. <laughs> I think you're missing some okay. gems. But I love this song. That sound is great. Sufjan's great at writing songs. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. This is one that I think is a bit of a sleeper, but I think it's so good. Yeah, I'm just searching on Google Maps right now. I can't. They can't find any Wordsworth's Ridge, so I wonder if it's like a... Maybe it was on campus or something in Holland. Michigan. Oh, good theory. And it's for Fan, Fran Fike. Yeah. Who is and this everybody Fran likes. Fike? Are you going to Google Fran Fike? Yeah, I just did. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about this song. Probably a lot of speculation. The banjo also makes a, a worthy appearance here, which is good. I love this. Is that a fl- what is that, Jorah? A flute? Yeah, it's a flute. Su- Sufjan plays the flute. As far the as flute, the flute melody here. Okay, and this then we is get a great another. Song. I don't know why I why I didn't get into this. I really don't, I don't know. know it that well, but I mean, it's really nothing compared to the following track, which is Belly Button. One time, this kid ate too much food, and the food started coming out of his stomach out of his belly button there was maggots whenever i hear that i'm like i why would i want this visual of maggots coming out of a belly button and why would i think that's funny yeah and then i think the real clunker of this album is rice pudding (laughs) you know what like this song to me is like I can't do it, Jor. I can't do this one. Yeah, this is actually where I, I was listening, um, preparing to refresh myself on this record, and this is the yeah. song where I kind of said, oh, this is a slog, you know? Yes. And Especially I know, following Belly Button, you know? I know, the one-two punch right in the nuts. <laughs> 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 belly Button and Rice Pudding. Yeah. It's, you know what's funny, too, is like, I mean, I have no idea the kind of uh, the moral climate at, in Holland, uh, Michigan at the time, but uh-huh. I'm guessing that he wasn't, like, doing a lot of drugs when he was making this record. However, no. it sounds like he was. I, what do you think a Bible college, Hope College is like a Bible college, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I think so. Jordan, what is your image of a late 90s Bible college? There's no, they don't even drink alcohol. (laughs) You're not even in the opposite sex's room. Right, yeah. Oh no, just hang on. Oh, I think we've been getting it wrong this whole time. I think Hope College is not religious. Really? Yeah, it's, um, oh no, it is faithful. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, you don't start a band with... Jars of Clay's brother in a non-Christian college. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this this next song, a loverless bed. I want to play it for you because this guitar sound, Jordan, is so reminiscent to me. Of what? Well, it reminds me of an old Pedro the Lion song. Mm-hmm. And I think it's nostalgic. It just reminds me of the late 90s. Mm. Um, I, again, like, it's it's not really um, it's not really my jam. It's also too long, again. And l- let me yeah, just say... Yeah, this is a six-minute song. I, I don't... I don't have anything against long music I, I or long songs. Some of my favorite records... Actually, one of my favorite records ever is um, Ease by Joanna Newsom, YS. Yes. And yeah. those songs are like 12 minutes. 
It's just when the the length doesn't add anything to the song that it that it bothers me. And I think that that's like with this song. Uh huh. Because we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we like America, we like my Rajneesh, we like that they're twelve minutes on. Totally. Because it's a bit of a journey, not a slog. Exactly. These are a bit of a slog, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, I want to say this about Joanna Newsom's ease. Because many, many, many years ago, we were at a murder mystery party set in the medieval times. Mm-hmm. And you were playing Joanna Newsom's Eves. Eves. Eves? Y-S. Eves. Yeah. Y-S, yeah. And I looked at you and I was like, what the hell are we listening? What? I was like, what is this crap? Like I said something to you like that. And I was mortified because you turned to me and you were like, this is like my favorite record. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, it's actually really cool. <laughs> I don't remember that. I know you don't remember it. That's a perfect... This is a perfect example of something that, like, it will pop up in my head and I'll cringe so hard. <laughs> and, of course, I'm the only one in the whole entire planet that remembers it. You know what? Actually, I heard a really good trick if you have – because I have lots of those things too. Those just memories that make me cringe. Is like try yeah. to remember the setting that that happened, the social uh-huh. situation, and remember anything that anyone else said. Oh, and, yeah. And then – if, if you can't, then you can kind of assume that that's probably how other people feel about the thing that you said. I mean, I remember some funny things that happened that night. Really? I have just a few snapshots. I remember we ate like some mutton or something. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> I don't remember that. But okay. we were, it was really fun. But like, if people want to know like, what was, what? What was Jordan like in his early 20s? He was dressing up like some medieval, eating mutton, doing some murder mystery, <laughs> playing ease. Yeah, we loved. And, I mean, we we were really they are like really hipsters, you know, like that whole Christian hipster scene. Like all of our parties were like themed with dress up. Remember, uh-huh. remember, Lord, were you at the Lord of the Rings one? Here's the truth, Jordan. Sometimes I just didn't get invited to those. Oh, wow. I wasn't on the inner circle, let's just be honest. That's not true. No, I had to I had to fight my way into that. I had to fight my way in. <laughs> my whole life I've been fighting to be cool. Yeah. And now you've won. And now I've got my friend Jordan Clausen doing the Steve John Stevens podcast with me. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go to this track, which I learned something interesting about. Mm-hmm. I still hate it, though. <laughs> oh, who is that? She looks Another good. kind of sketch. <laughs> I hate it because it sounds like at any given moment what, like, my house sounds like with my three kids. Just saying, like, something so stu- annoying. Like, I hear this. I hear this every day and how they, they pronounce stuff weird. <laughs> Do you know what this is, Jor? I just found out you know today. What? I, I just want to say to the listeners that... Um, <laughs> I just want to say to the listeners that Justin actually has three incredible little girls. But I can, for some reason, just imagine this conversation happening between them. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, for sure. So 
I just discovered, I read online, this is an actual recording of Sufjan and his brother and sister when they were kids. So I hate it less knowing that, and I feel bad for being so critical of it. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I was actually wondering, like, oh, they made it sound kind of old and tapey, but it's I guess it's actually... So once again, the one-two punch, Godzuki goes into they, probably one of the, the... The heart of the album, really, you could say. Yes, and one of the... One of the strangest songs on Sufjan's catalog, one that just baffles the listener. Let's listen, this is Super Sexy Woman. Which, I think I had, I had a bootleg audio of him playing Toronto around the time of Michigan, and he played this song live. Can you believe really? it? Really? Yeah, I might have been like an encore, but the one line, you know how we were just saying we don't like Sufjan trying to be funny? Yeah. The superhuman fart line. Yeah, coming up right here. Listen. Let's listen. That's No, 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 Suf, no. I like that. She'll shoot a super fart, the deadly silent kind. Yeah. That's funny. You think? Like that actually, yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I think that She's got superhuman hips for super reproduction? Yeah, that one's funnier. But I think su- um, super. she'll shoot a super fart, the deadly silent kind. That's like the kind of jokes you make, like, with your, like, old high school pals or something, you know, like... <laughs> And everybody laughs. Like, it's not really, like, something you put on a record. Oh, man. This is the one song that really does kind of baffle me, where I just go, what? What is it? And then when you go to the genius, the rap genius lyric page, Mm -hmm. there's no notes on what the song means, but somebody just wrote, what in the actual (laughs) F (laughs) is the only note on this song. This is another good example of a song that I think sounds like he was ridiculously high when he wrote it uh-huh. and yet it it isn't he was just actually saying something expressive uh, sober which is just yeah baffling well if i can speak from being like i don't know if sufian was like this but if you're in hope college if it's a super like sheltered place you have to get your jollies out somehow <laughs> <laughs> and it always comes out in like acting because when I was in Youth with the Mission we would like basically look and act drunk or high but it was just us being as silly as we could because you had to have fun somehow like we would drink milk and throw up everywhere yeah right or maybe and like it, something it, with lots of caffeine and get like really hopped up on caffeine yeah, and it's like, we stayed up till 12.30, like, we were drinking Mountain Dew, and we wrote a song called Super Sexy Woman. Let's listen to this song, Happy Birthday. It's not super long, like his other songs, and I think this is a huge highlight on this album. Yeah, I think I would agree. There's something so beautiful and simple about it. Oh, one thing I didn't mention is this album was recorded on a four-track, they say. This one was obviously, though, done. This song is done on a, uh, like an older tape or something. Yeah, like, like a single. Really track. De- degraded quality. Maybe he did it on like a reel to reel or something. 
an old reel to reel. I love this one. And this is, to me, this is like, if somebody's like, why do you like Sufjan Stevens? I'd just be like, doesn't this just take you to a place? Yeah. Just make you feel something. Yeah, I think that, you know, talking before about kind of humor and how he translates humor, I, I would say it's actually like a playfulness that he does really well. You uh-huh. know, it feels kind of like childlike. And he'll say things that are like really so blunt that it sounds like a child saying them. Um, yeah. And that oh, that is good. moving. However, to just kind of go straight into just like, I don't know, super sexy farts and to <laughs> me is just... It's, it's kind of moving into a different realm that I just don't think he, he's successful in. I wonder when the, the last time you played Super Sexy Woman Live was. Yeah. He's probably, do you think he hates it? You know, I have no idea. I, I have no idea. I think that, though, next time he, I mean, next time he comes through, you should come to Vancouver because I don't think he ever stops in Calgary, does he? No, never. So you should come to Vancouver. We can go see him, and then we can, at the end, yell "Super Sexy Woman" and see if he'll. Oh my gosh! And everyone will be like, "You guys are my favorite." <laughs> like, everyone in the crowd will be like, "Those two guys are so cool." <laughs> <laughs> Those two guys that yelled out "Super Sexy Woman." That's so funny. Yeah, that's how I. They're gonna think. love us, Jar. That's what I always think when when people do that. Um, <laughs> But I do remember actually seeing Sufyan once, and I remember there was this boy sitting, standing in front of me. He was there all alone, and he was just really keenly watching. And then at the end, Sufyan came out, and he started yelling, Holland! Holland! Because he wanted, he wanted him to play Holland from Michigan. Was he from Ireland or something? No, no, sorry. He was just yelling really loud. That's, I don't know. Just... You're like, Holland! <laughs> Holland! <laughs> no. Was he from Holland? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. He was... So he would just wanted Sufjan to play Holland. And he was just yelling it and yelling it. And I just turned and looked and saw the sheer disappointment on his face as Sufjan started a different song. And he didn't get to hear Holland. Sufjan never played it that night. Do you think Sufjan heard the guy yelling and was just like, well, I'm not going to play it, so I just have to ignore this kid? Uh, he might may have, because another thing I remember about that night is that they did, uh, they had this, like, 50-state song. It was like a chant. I remember that one. Yeah. It was, that's on the bootleg of that Toronto show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, but he, I, which I think is very clever and very awesome, is yeah. he had one for Canada where he went through the provinces. And oh, so he wrote one special. Yeah. And they wow. were going through, and everyone was loving it. Like, you know, that kind of stuff, like, people love at a concert. And Yeah, it's he, somewhat pandering, but it's in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. And he finished it, and then someone yelled, none of it. And it <laughs> turns out that he actually forgot none of it. And I could just see the look on his face. He was horrified. He was so embarrassed, actually, Sufjan. And I actually wondered, maybe he'll never do that again because he feels like maybe like he, I don't know, he just didn't kind of represent our geography in, a, in an accurate way. Well, I just want to say about an American that lives in Canada now, nothing makes a Canadian happier, happier than a moment like that. Canadians love that. Yeah. Like, you got it wrong, you stupid American. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, you mean the moment? You mean the moment of like kind of proving an American wrong? Yeah, of yeah. like you forgot none of it, you dumb American. <laughs> like Canadians just love it. Like I can't tell you how many times I'll be somewhere and they'll be like, "Name the provinces," and I'll just be like, "I'll do it so poorly," and they'll just be like, "You friggin' idiot." <laughs> that's true i I, that yeah totally i I can't name all 50 states either so it's not like you can name the provinces i don't want it we don't want it yeah i want to i want to hear it i want to hear it okay off the top of my head i'm gonna go from west to east okay so bringing in the west we have the province hold on is victoria its own thing or is there they're part of bc okay hold on Victoria's so you've got BC. Yes. I'm just going to say, don't help me. Okay. You got BC. This is the province where Jordan is living now. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get my province here. That's Alberta. That's where I'm living now. Then you're going to go to Saskatchewan, okay? Mm-hmm. Then you got Manitoba. Yep. Then you're going to be moving into a pretty gray area for me. You're <laughs> either hitting... You're either hitting... <laughs> you're hitting Ontario, maybe? You're or right. Quebec. That's right. Okay, you're hitting Ontario, mm-hmm. Quebec. Then you're gonna be doing like a New Brunswick eventually. Uh, I know eventually, that. Eventually, yeah. So hold on, I got Quebec. I got. Then you got New Brunswick. I actually you're hang gonna on. be the, the east is actually. I mean, I know the I know all the provinces, but how the order is actually a little bit um, obscure to me. The as, order is just to help help me. I know that PEI is doing its own thing. They're their own province. Yes. So PEI is doing that. Just a small New island, Brunswick. Yeah. And then there's um, Nova Scotia. You're right. New Brunswick was next. I'm sorry. I, I made you look. Oh. Are you looking oh, at? Oh, you. <laughs> I'm not looking. I promise. And you were just going to do that Canadian thing. <laughs> I just saw it. I mean, you couldn't do it. I'm and, sorry. Uh, I apologize. But let's go to the territories. Mm-hmm. I think I got wait, the wait. provinces. No, you got, there's I got one more. I got PEI. I got New Brunswick. I got Nova Scotia. There's one more still. Oh, man. You, once you hear oh. it, you're going to be like, oh, of course. Ontario. And, uh, I said PEI. Yeah. You've, got, every, you've got all of them except for one. I said Quebec. I don't know. Um, let's just say uh, this is close to where the Titanic sank. I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. It's, There's um, a they have Canadian their own special pro- accent. Oh, okay. Um, I, well, I know that's, we're talking East Coast. Yeah. But we're talking coastal. It's an island, actually. Well, a lot, I said PEI. No, it's another island. A huge chunk of it is an island. Oh, no. Oh, no. Newfoundland. I don't know. Oh, Newfoundland, of course, Newfies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My neighbor's a Newfie. He's, his accent's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my old landlord accent. was one, too. And then you got the, the territories, which are? So you got the Northwest Territories. Mm-hmm. You got, I'm going to do what Sufjan never did. Mm-hmm. You got none of it. Mm-hmm. You got the Yukon. You got it. Am I good? Yeah, I believe that is all. Uh... All right. Suck it, Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Everything except for Newfoundland, which I think, I mean, the East Coast, honestly, like, it's, Canada's a huge country, so people, I think, on either coast forget. 
Even though you yeah. did think Victoria was its own province, which I think is a little bit <laughs> of <a> tragedy. <laughs> well, I knew an island was its own province. Yeah. I just had to figure out which one. It's PEI. It's not yeah. Victoria. And Victoria is a city. What do you call it? Vancouver Island is an island. Yeah, Vancouver Island with Victoria. Victoria and, and Vancouver are kind of the two major cities in BC. But then, so you think the album's like going to end on this great, beautiful moment and then this this happens this jordan what is this <laughs> this goes on for two and a half minutes <laughs> It's called Satan's Saxophones, and actually, aptly named. So, and then the bonus version ends with a different version of Rake, which we agree is the best version, mm -hmm. and is a great, great song, but not on the original release. And that, my friends, is Sufjan Stevens' first uh, major release, A Sun Came. And uh, Jordan, any final thoughts on the album? Um... You know, like I said, I think that any artist's first record, uh, I, I think that as you keep going, you kind of hone in on what, what you do best, hopefully, if you're, if you're good. And I think Sufjan's done that. Um, this record has some great little moments in it. But in general, I, I again, I think that he was kind of having some fun. And um, I think that he just likes making music. And this is kind of like... This isn't a very serious endeavor, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And then that comes across. Yeah, yeah it's interesting that you said he, maybe you're right. He was just going to be a writer. And so maybe this was more just him having fun. And yeah. But it's still, it's still really good. Yeah. Going to your first album, are there songs on your first album that you wish you could erase? Well, um, I, I was in a band for a few years. Um, what were they right, called? Was, they were kind of like the Killers or something, right? Uh, it was kind of, <laughs> we wanted to be like the Shins, but failed. Oh, the uh, Shins, yeah. Yeah, uh, we were called Sub Rosa, and I listened back to some of those songs, and I think, yeah, this is pretty dumb. But <laughs> I, I don't know. The uh, I think that actually, I I feel mostly proud of anything that I've released, kind of as as Jordan Clausen. There's there are a few songs that I'm like, oh wow, that was. Uh, uh, maybe sometimes I've played too much into a trend or something. Hmm. Um, but in general, I'm pretty proud of everything. Yeah, I'd say, oh, I said at the last album, I think your first record's incredible. I think it's better than A Sun Came. Oh, thanks. Wow. I'll just say that again. Yeah. Uh, but that said, getting to know this record because of this podcast and listening to it a lot, I think it helped me discover some Sufjan tracks are deserve to be in the pantheon of good Sufjan songs. Yeah. Happy Birthday is great. Um, Woodsworth's Ridge is great. Rake is great. Well, Jordan, thanks so much for joining us. I mean, on, uh, joining us. I joining. Uh, you said, Jordan, thanks for joining us. I think that I, we are us. You could say, hey, <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Jordan and I. <laughs> for the listener, I've taken my glasses off and I'm rolling my eyes as so Jordan can see. 
I think you're just mad that I named all the provinces and you couldn't have your moment. No, I, I just think it might be confusing if someone might be like, oh, is this a guest or something? I misspoke, Jordan. <laughs> it happens all the time. It's hard to talk. Yeah. Um, no, thank you for joining me, Jordan, to our listeners. Mm. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Um, if anything, Jordan and I are enjoying it. <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, so that's it. for Join us on our next episode. We're going to get into Michigan. And maybe we'll talk about – I think we're going to skip – his uh, electronic album. We'll oh, we haven't even, we haven't talked about that. Um, okay, I mean, I I bet you a lot of people would be interested. I've never actually listened to it all the way through, so I bought it a long time ago and probably only listened to it once. Yeah, it was a bit disappointing, but, hey, at the time. Yeah, so we're gonna go right to Michigan. Okay, next let's do it. All right, we love you all there out there, <laughs> Sufjan Stevens fans and Jordan and Justin fans, and we'll see you next time. Well, we should, that was a work. We should come up with like a tagline. Based we on should. Sufjan, like, um, hey, uh, um, I don't, I don't know. What this is, Justin and Jordan saying, we think the dress looks nice on you. <laughs> yes, yes, that's great. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>